0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome to the Real Money Show, the
0: number 18778Silver, the
1: website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Carrea. We're going to talk about JP Morgan today in our gold and silver world, because apparently, Jerry, they've become a bull in this market. Also a great article put out by internationalman.com, a great resource. I think we're really going to dig into this one, nine reasons why gold will soon replace treasuries as the ultimate store of value asset. That's going to be a great one. Jerry, what have you brought to the table today?
2: A bunch of stuff from Wall Street on Parade. Love their articles. Love their commentary. A lot of news coming out from J.P. Morgan. A lot of distractions, Jeremy. Uh, along what's you know, a lot of um, a lot of uh, redirection of our attention. So I like Wall Street on Parade because they do a lot of digging into the J.P. Morgan stuff. You know, J.P. Morgan is highlighting gold. Yes. Look over there, but let's not look over over here with with regards to JP Morgan.
1: I heard this week, um, listening to Bix Weir, who does a a, a great amount of research in the silver market, Um, also another great resource in this market. He was saying that the JP Morgan sold all their product, all of that product that they'd amassed over the years. Apparently, they've sold it off, leased it out to, I think, Citibank or Bank of America, one of the two, um, who's been participating in the the futures markets, um, helping to, I guess, tamp down the price. You know, it's also interesting. Did you hear about that, by the way? No, Did I didn't you know not. that they've lost their that their products all gone? No, I didn't know they, that. Yeah, this was something that um, that uh, Ted Butler was tracking for for years. Right. Just their accumulation, their accumulation. I get it, it. There's a feel that they've passed the baton or the hot potato, I should say, in in the physical precious metal market. And uh, so that that's one that's something that uh, was curious this week Mm -hmm. in the physical market. Speaking of the physical market, um, I was reminded that gold back in March uh, got up to like two thousand seventy (laughs) five dollars. Yeah, and how quick, too long ago. How quickly we can forget the gains in the market, though we are up um, in the double digits so far this year. So, with that said. What do you think of the summer doldrums that gold has seen some great highs? We've seen some lows. We're up on the year. Um, we're already into August, so we're starting to think about the fall. And do you think that uh, the year is not over for, for gold?
2: Oh, absolutely not, Jeremy. Um, we posted that, that chart showing the seasonality of gold and also means silver as well going back 40 years. So this is a time-tested strong chart that shows the seasonality in gold. Over the course of summer, the summer doldrums, as we call it, yes, gold and silver historically have gone down a lot. This time around, this year, Jeremy, the, both metals have been quite buoyant with regards to the debt, the downgrades we're going to get into, um, the demand coming from central banks, coming from you know nations looking to diversify and de-dollarize. This is not a time to be dumping your gold and silver. This is a time to be Um, net buyers as central banks are doing looking forward to the fall season where we see historically highs metal metal prices start to break out during the fall season so kudos and hats off to those who um, stuck it out got their medals during this busy summer i mean we're getting into a long weekend now another great looking long weekend the caravana parade's coming up going to be enjoying that Um, so a lot of stuff going on in the city and a lot of noise, Jeremy, a lot of distractions. You know, this week I went with a f- group of friends to watch The Sound of Freedom. Great movie, very important one. And um, to be distracted, of course, by the Barbie movie, of course, that, that has taken the world by storm. But um, yeah, I mean, you, ha- you, you just connect the dots, Jeremy, and continue to f- try to filter through the noise. And as investors, uh, we have to do that. We have to cut through the 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 cpi data yeah and 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 look through the numbers with the employment data look through the data because the data and figures they don't lie jeremy
1: i 100 percent agree the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com i think in terms of using a cipher and watching things you know we were just talking last week about the federal reserve don't necessarily take everything they say at face value they seem to be in many ways gaslighting the public Some, somehow productivity has become the reason for inflation you're not allowed to be productive jerry because you understand that that is what's driving up inflation couldn't be deficit spending mm-hmm. it couldn't be quantitative easing and money printing or whatever you're calling it this week but it's still your fault don't you understand it's your fault So we have to keep raising rates because it's your fault. So definitely uh, be wary of gaslighting, even if it's under a guise of smooth talking, calm, quiet talking. You're still being gaslit in a big, big way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the noise. And where are you right now if we were to talk about the – this is something Danielle DiMartino Booth and some recent – interviews was talking about a controlled demolition of the economy uh, where where are you on that on that stage because on that side of things because you just kind of look around and you say man you don't do these things <laughs> like if you're doing it on if you're doing it as a reaction that's pretty bad if you're doing it on purpose it starts to make sense mm-hmm yeah, you're They're right. Like too stupid to be yeah, stupid, ha- as they say.
2: <laughs> That's right. You and I had this conversation, I think, earlier this week. Was it this week? I this, think so. This was a busy week uh, about this, this controlled demolition. It does look that way. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum said it himself. You know, let's, let's ensure people will uh, own nothing and be happy. Well, how can we own nothing? How can we lose it all? Well, let's, let's crank up the, the printing press for, for relief let's save some businesses let's get the money printing going let's let's crank the 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 deficits and debts to all-time highs the debt to GDP at all-time highs and let's come with a solution of raising rates and now we're seeing the everyday spender the the families they can't keep up they're selling off product they're selling this they, they're not a, you know the refinancing rates are going down mortgage, rates have just almost doubled people are losing and they're losing houses they're losing the shirts on their backs they're losing their jobs they're now being forced if you look at the employment data they're being forced to get one two jobs three jobs potentially if you're an uber driver you're probably doing uber driving and uber eats at the same time so yeah that actually does count as a job jeremy if you're applying for a loan or a mortgage yep you can you can definitely use uber as a, as a uh, for your underwriting process, yeah, that's
1: definitely. I mean, that whole thing is a rug pull, right? That they lowered interest rates, created a bubble, uh, start raising the rates, and and they screw you over. And I think as well, um, not that it really matters much. I mean, it does. It will all lead back to gold, and we'll show you how in just a moment. But you know, I, you, you, they like to conflate the housing crisis with the housing bubble. It's almost like it's a perfect narrative cover. That they lowered interest right. rates for years, got people FOMO. They go, Oh, we can borrow an extra hundred thousand. We can borrow an extra two. Oh, you know what? If we're ever going to get into the market, we better borrow an extra four. Lo- little, you know, you turn around one day and people are borrowing a million, million dollars from the bank and then they start raising rates on you and you say, Oh, bubble's probably starting to burst, but don't look at that. I mean, speaking of distractions, it, it couldn't possibly be the real estate bubble was caused from low interest rates. No, no, no. We have a housing crisis. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They're two separate issues. Like, is it possible to have more than one issue in an economy? Yes. And that is definitely the case here. Mm-hmm. You know, they are separate. There, the one is a, is a massive bubble that was created by cheap money mm-hmm. as though the cheap money train would never end. But again, they told you it would never end. Now they're telling you that it's going to be long, um, uh, higher for longer. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Jerry, listen to this. This was this going to this article. We're probably going to jump to it a few times today from InternationalMan.com. Um, Great site. To, to your point about um, going into the stock market, etc. He said fifty years ago the market cap of all gold in the world was roughly equal to the market cap of all the stocks in the world. Today, the market cap is about 10% of the world's equities. Wow. You went from 100% equal to gold only representing 10%. And I think that there is an economic war happening. I think that the economic war is bearing down on the saver. We've known that for a long time. But I, I really do feel, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, Jerry, that we're moving into a new phase of the economic war. Because with the, with the rise in interest rates and the, and making debt more expensive for those who are borrowing and then blaming everyone mm-hmm. for the, for the deficit spending of, of the government, that they're bearing down on savers. In the first phase, it was, we're not getting enough in our banks, so we have to chase yield. We have to go into the stock market. What are you supposed to do when the stock market is at all time highs? Are you supposed to continue to chase the yield when, when these stocks are valued so remarkably high? You, you almost never think that they could produce what they're intending 10 years out from now. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And that topic is, is now coming to light. And a lot of, a lot of other gold comment, uh, commentators are commenting on that very issue that we cited last week—stock market overvaluation and high pr- uh, price to earning ratios—signal turbulence. We have never seen this type of data before. Uh, financial markets have been a buzz about this uh, art- artificial intelligence. Well, all of that is is coming is, is is going belly up. Jeremy, the the valuations are so unsustainable, and we we see the the amount of stocks and money that are just flush in this, these financial instruments. It's so over two hundred trillion dollars in these instruments in a very finite gold market. Where are you gonna put your money? You know, this is exactly the the wealth transfer that is happening before our eyes and investors are waking up to the gaslighting, the stock valuations are, you know, people are waking up to that as well. And if just one percent of that two hundred trillion dollar financial bubble, jump into the gold market, we will see the most epic
1: squeeze upwards in gold coming up very soon. And we believe that people should always have a a portion of their portfolio in physical gold and silver approximately 10-15% according to Abitzen and his Associates uh we can discuss that and and should it only be 10-15% but it's negatively correlated to the dollar and all these assets and equities are valued in US dollars which by the way is off isn't it it's down something like 15% this year in the index mm-hmm. and it will continue to go it, down from here nothing goes down in a straight line of course but so to be defensive in a portfolio and take advantage of that insurance policy when it starts to, starts to pay off that's what we're here for. Yeah. The number 18778 Silver, the website, Guildhallwealth.com. So much more to come here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment. Welcome
1: back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight Silver and the website. Guildhallwealth.com, Jerry. You know, one of the biggest things that happened this week in a week that was kind of quiet overall on on the news front. I think politically, news it was it was on fire, but economic news may be a little bit quiet. Except a massive bomb went off that uh, the ratings uh, dropped. The U.S. dollar, what was it from triple from double A plus down to triple A.
2: Yeah, exactly. And this we we talked about this, or I brought this up about a month month and a half ago when the the whole debt ceiling debacle was going down. And you know, as soon as they kicked the can down the road, that's it. You know, this is when uh, S and P back in two thousand eleven downgraded the U S. triple A credit rating down to double double A plus, and that's exactly what happened. Coming
1: from Wall Street on Parade, great I, website. I have a question. What's that? <laughs> how much? How much does sure. the government have to deficit spend? For them to go from triple A <laughs> to double A, like, what does it take? What would it take to get down to a B plus, <laughs> a triple a triple B plus? Would they have to like, man? It seems like a a pretty a pretty curved scale. How much would you have to have in deficit? Fifty trillion. Oh yeah. They They knock you down to a to an A. You're still at A.
2: It's going to be yeah, you're going to be at a a minus. Perhaps just
1: to, it's just to demonstrate that it's just kind of ridiculous anyway to go from uh, I don't know what it means in the financial world to be honest, but to go from double A AA+ plus to triple A, uh, it sounds like a not that bad. Mm-hmm.
2: It doesn't sound bad. It's definitely a euphemism, and it's a cover uh, for the immense weakness of the United States. There was another article that went in line with this one that massive deficits in storing interest payments on the debt requires will require more Fed intervention. And that's the point here. We're going to be seeing more QE when things hit the fan. They're going to crank this inflationary spending up. Deficit spending will go up, especially right after this. Like, where do you want to put your money when the U.S.? And this is coming from Wall Street on Parade. Fitch downgraded the U.S. credit rating from Double A or triple A to double A plus. Fitch is now the second of three major credit rating agencies. No, I thought it was double
1: A plus to triple A. Is that? No, no, it was a
2: downgrade. Triple A down to double A plus. Oh, okay.
1: They lost an A. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you.
2: But they did get a plus. (laughs) You lost an A, but you got a plus. Understood. So they cited things because of the... the debt ceiling debacle. They also cited uh, the January sixth insurrection. For some reason, the, the the insurrection had something to do with the the economy and the deficit spending and the debt ceiling. Um, but if we look at those those figures in contrast, Wall Street on parades puts things in perspective: lower deficits and higher and high nominal GDP growth. Back in two thousand eleven, the G- debt to GDP ratio when they got downgraded was seventy nine percent. Fast forward to today the gdp debt to gdp ratio over the last 2 years from the pandemic high was 122% in two, 2020 and now we're almost close to 150% hold, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on hold on are you saying that post pandemic the debt to gdp has not gone down after they had that explosion of spending to keep everyone at home You know, investing in Robinhood—that it's gone higher. We're at 150, closer. They approaching. They. We're in Canada. (laughs) They are at 150? It's, it's
2: climbing. It's climbing, Jeremy. What does
1: the debt to GDP have to be for for um, the ratings to drop them from AA plus to just an <laughs> A plus?
2: 300% debt to GDP ratio, perhaps. We'll, again, we have to take these the data with a grain of salt, Jeremy. It, it all spells bad news for the US. It all spells, where do we want to put our money? Is the US dollar a safe haven anymore? Is US treasuries the real safe haven anymore? Money is moving away from these things. Uh, when you when you start seeing um, usual inversely correlated assets moving in tandem, there's a problem. This is going to be a furtherance of the bubble situation that we have. There are more and more bubbles. And again, this is going to be requiring more and more Federal Reserve interventions.
1: Yes, I get it. So basically, we think of the whole economy as one big balloon that they blew up using quantitative easing. And now that balloon has a hole in it, and they are going to eventually have to keep blowing into that balloon to keep it afloat. Absolutely. But they have to make it look like they're trying to let the air out of the balloon?
2: With interest rate hikes, and you know we're going to be fast-forwarding into September. It's almost September, um, and we're going to be entering into potentially the last interest rate hike in the U.S. There could be another.
1: Or they could say, eh, we're watching the data.
2: But this is not ending well. I mean, look at um, look at the U.S. They're fighting inflation with credit cards. The people, and the first time in U- U.S. history, credit card debt will hit $1 trillion. The average spender, they're being squeezed. What will the world look like after the next rate hike? I do not know. I don't want to be a part of it. This is the reason why gold is so important, for countries to de-dollarize, to decouple themselves away from the risks of the U.S. dollar the risks of the financial institute. Look, If you look at the, the in data from Wall Street on Parade from JP Morgan, JP Morgan Chase has bled $230.6 billion in deposits since the first quarter of last year, with declines in five of, of the last six quarters. What does that say to us? The money is fleeing the all-powerful JP Morgan Bank.
1: To but cover no, expenses, I assume.
2: But don't look at that, Jeremy. JP Morgan is saying they're predicting record highs for gold. So they're redirecting our attention, yes, to the truth, that they will. And we are going to experience record high pricing in gold.
1: But You have the same article on that I that so. I do? <laughs> JP Morgan has become a gold bull. They're, they're calling for 2075 um, by the end of next year, which I think that's very conservative. They usually to, are. You know, that's 15% from here, I suppose. But um, – I don't think the world has has many choices. You've got people, they weaponize the dollar. All of these brick nations are de-dollarizing. Japan is, is, is uh, no longer buying the treasuries, the government themselves. So the bond prices are going up, so they don't need that arbitrage, right? So you have um, the money's going to leave U.S. bonds for that. And I think the way it's headed, eventually the the people who are not making all the money in the top 0001 percent um, at the bottom of the economy are being squeezed ultra hard at this point. Um, it's making it's making like the pandemic seem like a good time in <laughs> terms of in terms of the pressure on people from their from the economic warfare that I think is really coming down on them hard. And it's almost as though the next step would be, the next step would be to either see these countries, like U.S. and Canada, turn into Greece in 2011, right? When they said, "Sorry, you have all these debts. It's your fault. You better pull up your your shoelaces mm-hmm. or your bootstraps and and uh, and and not retire anymore. Right? You're gonna you are all gonna pay for this, not us." Right. So either that happens or they turn around and they go, okay, it's it's time to, um, you know, we've got a crisis and we're going to have to print more money or, you know, they can do one of the things. They can lower the rates or they can print the money, keep the rates high and keep printing the money. But uh, when they print the money, um, the people at the bottom don't get the same percentage as the people at the top. The, the people at the top get the close close to the trough and i think this is this kind of leads into the big news of this week which is you're starting to find out about the political corruption and and these sorts of things and how they they use their they use their their soft power to to gain themselves and i I think that becomes a public mandate for people to say you know what don't want to put up with that anymore and how do you how do you how do you not put up with that Mm -hmm. for us the biggest way to not do that is you unsubscribe from the system you say you know what I'll take I'll take the cash out of the bank. I'll take it out of the stock market. I think I think our what we're talking about today is a bit of a warning sign of hey the stock market's been pretty good lately. They they lifted the debt ceiling. They put a whole lot of money went into that stock market and people have been able to ride it up a bit, but look at the valuations. We are in recession territory. They are so separated. Mm-hmm. The stock market is so separated from reality that hey, if you've been making money in that over the last 6 months, fantastic. Fantastic that's not going to keep going right that gravy train that you think you're a part of is not going to keep going it's time to start being defensive and in that article from international man he talks about you know the the whole thing is that chasing yield that's happened while interest rates were coming down where do you you can't get them you no longer get an interest in the bank and even if they're giving you five percent today or six percent today Inflation is not at five or six. It's higher than that. It's, you still can't beat it. Mm-hmm. You still can't beat it. That's so you're true. feeling the economic pressure, but you still, but they still can't beat inflation.
2: No. The, the dollar is, is it's sinking. The valuation, so, the value of your dollar
1: continues to sink. So you've chased yield. You've chased yield in the stock market. You've chased yield in real estate. Those are, those are bubbles coming to an end if they haven't started already. And so according to, to this article, I love this section, it says, gold makes saving great again, which is something we've espoused on the show very much. Um, so he says, gold has been mankind's most enduring store of value asset because of its unique characteristics. It's durable, divisible, consistent, convenient, scarce, and most importantly, the hardest of all physical commodities. In other words, gold is the one physical commodity that is the hardest to produce relative to existing stockpiles. And therefore, the most resistant to debasement, if there was any takeaway from today, it's that your currency is being debased at a rapid pace. Stay out of debasement. <laughs> Stay out of debasement. <laughs> 100%. I mean, if you look at the statistic,
2: in re- with regards to that, and knowing what the, the the attributes and the virtues of holding gold and even a central bank, a country, backing their currency, backing their system up with gold has its benefits, and it has its benefits for us individuals. The Federal Reserve, since 1913, under the Federal Reserve's watch since 1913, US inflation has skyrocketed, Jeremy, to an extraordinary 3,000% as of June 2023. That is the loss of your purchasing power. That is the expansion of the money supply, the currency supply, I should say. This is a stark contrast to the era before the Fed when the dollar's purchasing power was tied to the supply and demand of gold. Yes. And was, this resulted in a stable country, stable purchasing power, power for over 130 years regardless of the measures used. The rise in the US price level under the Fed's management has have been just enormous, substantial and unparalleled. This signifies departure from the gold standard stability of the past. So when we have this issue of inflation hitting skyrocketing highs, our attention is looking at gold. The, mon- the country's attention is looking to gold, and this is what's happening going into the end of the month where the BRIC nations will be meeting in Johannesburg.
1: That's going to be huge. By the way, last year, central banks bought roughly 37 million ounces of gold. That's a multi-decade record. And this year, central banks have bought 25% of worldwide gold production. So how about that? No, at, at, When you think about if you had a stable currency that was not being debased, you talked about 130 years. That meant that a, a bottle of Coke was $0.05 cents for a 30-year period. I mean, imagine the economic decisions you could make. Yes. Exactly. Right? You can't make those economic decisions. The economic decisions have been, oh, well, let's chase yield in the stock market. Let's chase yield in real estate because interest rates are low. We can borrow cheap. And it's all coming to an end which is a good thing, but we have to get through this process. Mm-hmm. This is this is like the it feels like the Battle of the Bulge now, a pincer move, an economic warfare it is. that they're coming after everybody. Now, hey, listen, not everybody is borrowing money, and so they're in an even better position because yeah. they, they are getting some yield. Um, but still, you have to be defensive because you can't depend on the stock market going forward, no. right? No, or you have to think about ways to diversify and hedge because. Because there is going to be more volatility, mm-hmm. in our opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we go through that exercise with a lot of people that come to us with regards to the inflation. How do you plan? What is your two, two to five year plan? It's much sooner. People are making shorter and shorter plans because of inflation. When we when we extrapolate, okay, let's say according to the that the, the goldprice dot org chart, um, you know, it, it's about eight percent, eight to ten percent per year inflation. Multiplied by five years. That's fifty percent. Is your portfolio making fifty percent plus? I mean, you just you just don't want to scrape by. It's either you have to do this math, you have to be an amazing stock stock picker or stock trader or an insider trader for that matter. You you just have to step up the game. But you know, if you look at the data that came out, interesting data that came out. I'm going to get into it, but it's stagflationary, Jeremy. And this is the most detrimental thing. And this is the this is the key for. In- for investors to navigate this ship that we're in. It's a very rocky time, very turbulent time. Uncertainties abound, but there is trust in gold. And with regards to gold, you want to get in touch with Guildhall. Talk to us about your situation. We want to hear from you. Yeah, it's a busy time of summer, but you know things are going to be picking up back to school. We want to hear from you. Give us a call, one eight one eight seven seven eight silver at the website guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on
0: 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Just talking about the economic warfare, the war on savers. We want to make gold saving great again. Central banks are buying gold because of the weaponization of the dollar. We've got to be defensive, and we've we've got to take advantage of what's going to be happening in the gold market, which is a finite market, a very finite market. So as people start to move into that, which will happen at higher and higher prices, by the way, so you want to get in before that rush, what's going to happen is gold will move up exponentially, as it's done in every bull market it's ever been in. Just takes a while for that last final phase where all of the money happens. You know, they say, Jerry, that 10% of the people make 90% of the money. And David Morgan, who's kind of the silver guru in the market, says that 90% of the money gets made in the last 10% of the market. Mm. And we're quickly moving towards that. And so we're excited about the prospect of where gold and silver are going, probably silver more. But it's also about the fact that this is a real fight you have to try to fight as hard as you can to hold on to that physical metal and to get some of that physical metal in the portfolio because we truly believe that that wealth transfer will happen it's a finite asset it's been around for thousands of years it is the ultimate store of wealth and we are heading into the final phase of this economic system it's the great reset versus the great awakening and when you see central banks buying gold, when you see the bricks talking about maybe backing a currency with gold, you know where this is headed. So we want to follow the trends, and I feel like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity when that happens. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And remember, everything at Guildhall is 100% physical. If you want to own it and have it in an RSP, TFSA, Lira, Lift, Riff, RESP, it's your product held at Brinks in your own sub account allocated to you or you can buy it direct take it home self-store the product or we can do a depository service where you don't have to have it in an rsp but you don't have to store it at home and and uh you know figure out how to protect it so that's kind of what we do here at Guildhall. But Jerry, as we were going to break, you were talking about some numbers that you wanted to give that were more staggering of of what we're what we've been seeing lately. Can you just summarize what we were just chatting about and then give us those crazy numbers?
2: Yeah, obviously the downgrade would be the major headline this week, but there were also inflationary uh, figures that came out: the PMI and ISM data. The U.S. service sector indicate indicators fell in July. Um, raising concerns of a slowdown ism services dropped to a six-month low and pmi services also decreased they cited rising living costs higher interest rates and decreased domestic demand are causing businesses to pull back on hiring coupled with stubbornly high inflation and increased wages this downturn signals a risk of stagflation in the u.s economy ism and pmi point to slowing growth sticky inflation and the stagflationary threat over the course of the last two weeks there was earning seasons and earning season with stocks and shares what we're seeing is slower and lower growth earnings year over year are stymied profits are down year over year even our our, even loblaws in canada up here that the profits were down double digits close to 50 percent year over year you know this this is a signal that inflation impacts the best of the shares, the best of the stocks. you can be in mining, even. you can be in tech. Inflation does not it does not discriminate. It's going to hit the bottom line. And with a stagflationary environment, this is the bull market for gold and silver. At the beginning of any stagflationary period, you want to you want to position into gold. Why? Because like in the 70s to 1980, Gold and silver performed when the stock markets went down. When the stocks got hammered, I mean, we have the FANG stocks of today. Back in the 70s, there were the Nifty Fifty. You had the Coca-Cola and the Disneys and those famous shares. Those shares got hammered. But gold and silver protected portfolios. Gold and silver gave people the opportunity to grow their wealth. And this is exactly what we need. This is why millennials get into the physical gold and silver market because gold went up 800% during that decade, 1,100% 1,100% for silver. Fast forward to today, I think we're going to see much, much higher valuations in silver and gold.
1: Yeah, the Jerry, You know, I think we're talking about gold and silver as savings and the idea of you don't have to sit there and try to chase yield. Anyone who's held gold for over a decade or silver for over a decade sees that the longer you hold it, the more important it becomes as part of your portfolio, the more it's done its job gold and silver are up over 400% in the last two decades since they've started the since they've really started going with the with the quantitative easing and the lowering of rates and all of these things you know you just look at the 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 deficit in the US and how it's exploded and yet gold and silver continue to protect against this inflation and continue to keep you with your purchasing power so you don't have to be a crazy good stock picker or you know Go to some fancy trading school to be able to trade stocks to make make a lot of money. And let's be honest, most people don't get access to the type of intel um, that you need to make money in the stock market, unless you're unless you got multiple millions of dollars to hand to someone and spread around and say who's gonna who's gonna do the best for me.
2: Unless you're Nancy Pelosi.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So you know, gold has done that because it's finite; it's so hard to produce and. It is a store of value that continues to be that way. The only the only problem with it, Jerry, is it's besides the fact that it is very pretty and shiny and all of that, but it's boring. It doesn't do anything. You just sit there. You just have to sit there and and put it into your portfolio or whatever and wait, and that's it. And hope you never have to touch it. And if you do that, then you're going to see the big gains. You know, in Canadian dollars, gold has had two down years in the last fifteen years. I'm sorry if that's boring to you, but it also stands in direct opposition to what all of your advisors out there are telling you that, oh, don't buy that, it's volatile. Oh, Oh, don't buy that, it's a relic. Well, if it's such a relic, then why are central banks buying 37 million ounces? That's right. Huh?
2: Why is the world de dollarizing?
1: Why is the world de dollarizing? Oh, I don't know. If you put yourself in, if you put your value into gold, well, they can't steal it from you, can you? If you put gold and, and a and currency under a bed. They can debase the currency, but they can't debase the gold. So there's no counterparty risk. And that's really the goal here. So we want to make gold saving great again. We want to, we want you to get it back. All of that money that you've been losing to inflation and deflation and all of these things. We want you to have the opportunity to get it back. We believe that if you have a portion of your portfolio in physical precious metals, it's kind of a no brainer. And you can see the numbers for yourself and make the decision for yourself. We're not your advisor, but owning gold is real money. That's it. That's it. The number, one eight seven seven eight over silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. More to
0: come on The Real Money Show in 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number 18778 Silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Another asset that we really should discuss in terms of being able to protect and grow your wealth are natural fancy colored diamonds. It's something that isn't obviously not on everybody's radar and it's not for every person out there, whereas you know, anybody can buy a 10-ounce bar of silver or even a, a few silver maples, right? Anybody can get involved. The thing with a natural fancy colored diamond is these are truly investment grade diamonds. When you think about All of the diamonds out there, they are luxury items, but they're not exactly rare. You're paying for the luxury, you're paying for a brand, you're paying paying for an effect. That's why nobody, how many people own a D flawless three carat white diamond? Nobody. You know what the difference between a three carat white flawless D diamond is compared to a pink? You'd be looking at like a, a thousand percent difference in price. For every thousand, for every 10,000 white diamonds, there's a colored diamond. That doesn't mean it's an investment grade or that it's any good. You have to get down to the 0.001% of all diamonds to get to something that is actually investment grade, that only goes up in value, that has virtually zero volatility in the market, and that is something you can depend on in a world of chaos. Mm-hmm. And... So that's what makes these things great. And by the way, isn't it interesting that the number, the percentage that you have to get to to have a quality diamond is what you're trying to get to in the economic world. We talked a few weeks back about it's not the top 1%. It's the top 0.001% fraction. that are making all of the money. We want to figure out how to get a piece of that. You have to be smarter. You, have to, you can't fall into the same traps that everybody else is falling into. And one of the things that the smart money does, when you think about royalty throughout their lives, or you think about bucks, who throws $200 million into a single asset that you could fit on the tip of your finger, mm-hmm. hold in the palm of your hand? The very, very wealthy. So how do you bring that to, to the masses? You have to have high standards, but you have to be better than everybody else not just oh we're gonna buy a diamond you have to buy the best diamond you have to buy a high grade investment grade natural fancy colored diamond you're talking about pinks blues greens oranges yellow now yellow is actually the least rare of all of them It doesn't mean it's not rare at all it just means out of out of the best of the best okay out of the top 10 sports figures it's still in the top five, right? That's right. Um, so you have to have even higher standards when it comes to a yellow diamond. If you, can, you, you know, we want to actually move away from fancy. We want to stick to intense. We want to stick to vivids. Highest clarity is possible. And let me just tell you a story about what a natural fancy colored diamond can do for you. A few years back, we bought a, a blue diamond. Okay, we paid $450,000 for it. We actually spent a year to pay it off. We didn't have to, our, our partner didn't, wasn't like, man, nah, just, you know, send money here and there. And after a year, uh, the diamond was easily worth a million. Cause remember I'm talking wholesale here. It's easily worth a million. Wholesaler called us back, our partner and said, do you want to sell it and get you 650 for it? Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good turnaround for us after one year. Who knows what he charged?
0: Mm-hmm. That's the question.
1: Who knows what, what the, the end user paid? But by the time we sold it, it was already worth over a million. And today, that diamond, to buy it back at pure wholesale, I got to think we're talking 1.5 million mm-hmm. or at least 1.25 million. That's what a natural fancy color diamond can do for you. It's a market without debt. You buy a diamond. You don't finance that. Mm-hmm, that's do you, you buy it outright, and that's why there's no volatility in the mm-hmm. market. So that's my story on diamonds. I think you're going to see even bigger moves in the diamonds. We're starting to see that market break out. Jerry, so some comments on, on that one? No,
2: you, you hit the nail on the head. And with, with regards to you know, where do you put money with so much debt in the world, and when we have a problem with our currency, the very nature of the, you know, the store of value, uh, the, the monetary store of value, that's shot. The, the, the currencies that we base our investments upon it's a leaky boat it's a sinking ship and this is the reason why if you see in countries like Venezuela when there was hyperinflation and panic people were literally buying anything with their with their cash buy me uh, buy me a you know stapler buy me some uh, you know buy me a pencil buy me a phone they're scrambling to buy assets if you are if you are seeing the issue with currency you're going to put your money into rarity the highest standard and this is what guildhall does we we take the guesswork out of this process our unwavering pursuit of excellence means that every diamond in our collection must possess the absolute highest quality hands down there's no compromise just like we don't compromise on gold and silver ownership there is no compromise with a guildhall diamond the highest standard possible and it's the most rewarding colored diamond investments in the world hands down
1: something you can pass down hold on to you know, you can't put your money, everything into the stock market. You can't put it all into gold. You want to look for diversification, diversification of assets that have virtually zero, virtually no volatility. Consider a natural fancy colored diamond. We're, we're happy to set up a meeting and show you some of the the um, products that we have. Jerry, that does it for another episode of The Real Money Show. Hope everyone found that useful. Hopefully you can use that number, one silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for everyone joining us this week, and we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.